Hi, everyone. Welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Got a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Um, for today's podcast, what we're going to do, we're going to skip the shout outs and introductions. We're going to wait till Monday to do that once I get more analytics. So uh, check out Monday's episode um, of When the Scriptures Become Real, and then we'll have our shout outs there. Um, but today we'll just get right into our topic and introduction. So today's podcast is, I don't know what to say. <laughs> today's podcast is entitled, I, I don't know what to say. You know, and, and let's introduce it this way. This is a topic that um, uh, I'll say it keeps me humble because it's something that, all, that I always work on and I always need to work on um, because this is a one of the tougher ones for me to get. Um, so let's kind of explain it this way. So you might be just like I am. I'm an introvert who likes to be in crowds, right? I love to be in crowds and with people and with friends. Um, but I also, you know, like being with like a select few or just with myself too. So you know, I don't mind, you know, being in big crowds, but it's sometimes I just like being with the select few or just with me. Um, so, you know, if I had you know, in my perfect world, <laughs> if I could make a, a world in my perfect world, one thing that I would have is I would have it to where everybody had the ability to perceive what was going on with everybody else. And so this is what I mean by perceive. I, I don't mean mind read because that would be too much. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. But I'm talking about perceiving. And so you remember like with Peter and Simon, where uh, where Simon wanted the apostles gift after he was baptized and that he wanted it so that he could use it to sell and he could use it to gain money. But then it said Peter perceived in his heart that he had bitterness and that he had wickedness in his heart. Right. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having everybody could have the ability to perceive someone's whatever towards you. Right. And so if that happened, just think right? There would be no more trying to figure out things. There would be no more of me walking around like, I don't know what to do, or I don't know what to say, or you don't know what to do or say. But since that doesn't happen, we have to learn to communicate effectively. And that's the thing that I'm talking about that is my Achilles heel, learning to communicate effectively, right? And there's a way to learn how to do that. And the scripture teaches us some principles there, but also, I know I mentioned this book as well, but I'm reading right now, if you're watching the video portion, I have it held up here. Um, it's entitled How to Communicate um, by Matthew McKay, Martha Davis, and Patrick Fanning. Um, I actually got it from Barnes & Noble. It's a good book so far. It was like eight bucks on the bargain rack. I was like, let me get that. <laughs> you know, it was eight bucks, you know, so it was, it's called How to Communicate. And we all have to learn how to communicate effectively. And so I'm reminded of one time, you know, and this is why this is my Achilles heel. Um, one time her mom asked me a while ago, um, she asked me how I felt about something. And um, after she asked me that, I, I truly didn't feel anything. You know, like for me, I'm not used to having enough time to feel. You know, I just adjust and move on to the next thing. You know, and, and this is what I mean by that. You know, I'm so used to like when you move a lot. So if you're like in a military family or if you're just in a family in general that just moved around a lot, I was a part of that. So 
I moved around a lot. And so I didn't have time in my, in my opinion, I felt like I didn't have time to feel about it. I was always ready for the next move, right? Cause we moved so many times and I'm not blaming the moving. I'm just saying that's the result of it, you know? So I just, I learned early to quickly adjust and to get ready for the next thing and then adjust and then move to the next thing. And so when, when mom asked me that I was telling the truth, like, I don't, I don't know what to feel. I just don't feel right now. I just don't feel on that level. And so it's good to be able to adjust on the fly because that's what life is all about. Life is all about adjustments. Life is all about being flexible. Life is all about getting ready for what comes next. And you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or you don't know what's going to happen the next day. Like it's all about learning to adjust and it's all about learning to be flexible. So everybody needs that skill. But if that's all you are good at, then it's also not the best way to communicate later either, though. So that's why I say I'm still not there and I'm still learning. So when you talk about adjustments, I have that down pat, I believe. I can adjust to anything. But in terms of learning to communicate things, I'm still learning how to do that. So through the scripture and through some some study, I, I want to be able to uh, help myself, but also help you guys here. So how can we learn to be uh, effective communicators spiritually, but also uh, effective communicators in life? And so here's a couple things that I, that um, that we can come up here that we can come up with. All right. So look at uh, number one. So the first thing that we can do to become better communicators is listen. Is listen. Now, people think this is hard. <laughs> This is like the simplest word, but this is so hard to do. You know, have you ever like sat there and, you know, like if you, if you know somebody that just, I mean, they can go, I'm talking about you bring up, you bring up a topic, you bring up a subject, or you just say their name and then they're ready to go for days until you like, you have to find an escape route to get away from that person, right? So everybody knows what it's like to sit there and like you're listening. So you hear words, you hear sentences, you hear their emotions, you hear what's going on, but you don't really like, you don't understand, but you, you stay there and you just listen. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's done that before. But when I talk about listening here, it's, it's something that um, it's called active listening. And that's something that's not the easiest thing to do. And so quickly look at Romans chapter 10, verse 17 simple verse but it's just like this word it's simple but it's 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 it can be hard at times romans 10 17 and again if you're new to the podcast we want to open up the scriptures together you know it is good to see these uh you know secular books and things in that nature but we always want to tie things to the word of god so romans 10 17 so notice what our, our text says here so then faith comes comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so in order for you and I to, to achieve and to get faith, where does it come from? Faith comes by hearing. So let's say you're having that conversation with that person that just constantly loves to talk. If you're in their presence, if your ears are open and you're listening, but you're not understanding, are you really hearing what they're saying? No. I mean, you're, I mean, it's physically going in your ears, but are you hearing and understanding? 
So can you say after that conversation is over, I know what so-and-so was talking about. You can't say the, the best that you really can say was I stood there. <laughs> That's the best you can really say. So the same thing with the scripture. So faith comes by hearing. So the times that you listen to sermons, the times that you listen to the word of God, the times you're in Bible class, can you catch yourself listening to what's being said, but you're kind of, you're like zoned out, listened, like you're there, but you're not there. So then, so then during that study, did your faith increase? I mean, I've been there, so we can say truly no. Faith comes by hearing. Now we need to describe what hearing is. That word hearing there in the Greek is akuo. And that word means to listen and to understand. So when we're talking about the word of God, when the word of God is presented, what is the role for you and I as the hearer? Just to sit there and just to listen and then to go home and then do it again for 365 days of the year. See, with the word of God, you have to listen with, with the intent of understanding what's being taught not just sitting there just to listen. Does that make sense? And so the same thing with our conversations to be effective communicators. If we want to be effective, we have to listen with the intent of understanding what's being, uh, what's being taught or said. And so here's a, here's a couple of things that can block good listening and active listening for the Christian and for you just with your relationships with everybody. Here's, and here's, here's four things. I mean, there was, plenty more but i just picked out these four um because they were the first four <laughs> um from the book here here's four things that can block your listening number one is comparing comparing will always block effective listening so what is comparing so comparing is like when someone's talking to you you compare it to something else right when you have that conversation so We'll either do one or one of two things as we compare. We'll either belittle what's being said, or we'll compare to what's being said to what has happened before. And this is what I mean. So here's an example. Let's say someone's come up to you and let's say they're moving, right? And they come up to you and, and they're tired and, you know, they're kind of stressed out with getting the truck and getting all this stuff. And so they come up to you. And they say, well, I've had a, you know, I've just had a tough time moving right now. I mean, this has just been hard, you know, just getting the truck ready and, you know, getting the stuff on my job and getting all this stuff and just getting ready to move. Like I've never done this. I'm just, it's just a tough time right now. But then your response, let's say you already moved 10 times before. So instead of listening to what they're saying about their experience, what you're doing is the whole time that they're talking about how hard moving is then you respond to what a, you know, what a baby I've moved like 15 times before I've moved farther than what he's moving right now. He's moving to the next city. <laughs> I moved like 15 times from state to state. So what he or she needs to do is just get it done. Like I did. So if I could do it, why are they complaining about it? You see how you just totally dismissed the other person. So their so their first time is hard, but it's easy to you because you've done it before. So you're not active listening because while they're talking, you're just sitting there in your mind, bro, just do it, right? So you compare. And so here's another example. Uh, sometimes someone might say, hey, man, you know, um, I've been thinking, man, I'm just, I'm just sorry. I hope you could, you could forgive me. 
And, you know, I just want to get better and I'm going to try to get better. But then you might say, well, he or she that just apologized, you know, you're just like somebody else. So you really didn't mean that. So you see how that blocks active listening when we compare. So in our minds, while someone else is talking, we're belittling them in our own minds when we should be listening. Right. So we stop. So we start comparing. Then what's number two? Another way that you can block active listening is, oh, this is a good one. When you mind read, <laughs> this is kind of like that, that thing that I had in my own world was with perception. It's not mind reading, but it's kind of like the closest thing to it. So as you're listening, I'm having, I'm putting up quotations as you're listening to somebody, you're trying to figure out what they're really trying to say in your mind. So have you ever done that? Like as you're sitting there and someone's trying to explain something to you, but as they're explaining it, you're sitting there and you're already forming your own conclusion of what they're actually trying to say. <laughs> yeah, we've all, we've all done that. We all try to mind read. And so what mind reading does is you literally come up with a conclusion before they get to the real conclusion. <laughs> so, you know, as they're talking, Sometimes we might say things like, well, I bet he thinks or she thinks I'm not a good person. Did they say that? Well, if they didn't say that, then why did you come up with that conclusion? Well, this is just what I think. I, I bet they just don't like me. Did you, did you, did they say that? You know what I'm saying? So we, we kind of think the worst as we mind read anyway. So not only does comparing stop active listening, not only does mind reading stop active listening, but then number three, it's called, it's something called um, identifying. This is hard because a lot of us do this. I think we do this on accident and this is myself included. I, I think we do this on accident because we, as we identify, we want people to feel comfortable with us. So this is what I mean. So have you ever been talking to somebody and they're talking about their experience with something that they've gone through? And as they talk to you about their experience of what they've gone through, the whole time while they're explaining their story, you're trying to come up with a story that kind of matches theirs so that you can kind of talk about what both of you have gone through, right? And so what we end up doing when we identify is we take everybody else's experience and then we compare it to anything that happened to me, right? So you're so busy talking about you, <laughs> that now you don't consider what they're talking about, right? So, so if someone says, hey, you know, I just had my, um, you know, I had my first accident today and, you know, the, the car is totaled and, but I have good insurance, so I'll be able to get it, get it paid for. You know, I was just really worried about my car. So then you end up saying, well, yeah, you know, I, my car did the same thing, but my car was totaled way worse than yours. So I get what you're talking you see what I'm saying? So you, you try to identify with them by saying a story that compares to theirs, but just listen to theirs rather than kind of compare your story to theirs. Does that make sense? So that's something that we do on accident. I think, I don't think we do that with intent or malice, but we just do it to try to compare and try to, uh, you know, put that person at ease. But again, that, that is a potential. And I'm not saying that's always a bad thing to do, but I am saying if that's done too much, it can end up blocking what they're trying to get across to you. Then number four, what's another way to block active listening? 
by sparring. And sparring means by discounting. Oh, we've all done this. It's called the fake humility card. We've all played this card. So what happens is as you spar and as you discount and as you play the fake humility card, you think you're helping yourself, but you're really hurting yourself. This is what I'm talking about. So you literally throw away everybody else's compliments that they give you. And then when you throw away those compliments and they feel like, like you don't appreciate what they've said. So now let's make something clear. I'm not talking about flattery because even the scripture talks about in Psalms and Proverbs, you know, let another man, you know, talk about your works and not yourself. So I'm not talking about you sitting here, getting the big head and sitting here listening to everybody else's praise towards you. I'm not talking about flattery, but I am talking about just a compliment. And this is what I mean by this. So you run yourself down and you miss their compliment to you, or you miss them trying to appreciate you. So here's an example. Hey, you know, I really want to thank you today. You know, you really helped me a lot with getting this clothing drive together. You know, it was it was so much work. I don't, I didn't think we can get it done. You know, I, I couldn't have done it without your help. And I'm just so thankful that you were able to help me today. And then what's our response sometimes? Oh, I didn't, I didn't do anything. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do anything. Or I just did the little parts. Oh, no. Well, I was here anyway, so I might as well help. So, you know, what we do, we play that fake humility card when we should just say this one phrase. Thank you. So, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Trust me. It's okay when someone says, hey, I appreciate you helping me get this together. I appreciate your help with this. I appreciate you doing this. It's okay to say thank you without saying something after. So you don't have to say, well, thank you, but I was here anyway. Or thank you, and I just I didn't do anything. Or thank you, I just did the little parts. Just say thank you. Just just appreciate the compliment and 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 end the conversation there. Or hey, it's my pleasure. Hey, I'm here, I'm here to help when I can. Why not say thank you without degrading yourself? then saying thank you. You say we, we're not active listening. And so a person is trying to give you appreciation because that person, if they're a good person, they're not just saying it just to get your head big. They're actually saying it because they literally appreciate what you've done to help them with a certain thing. So why would you degrade their compliment or degrade their um, their appreciation towards you by discounting it? And that's what we all do sometimes. And so notice we're talking about learning to akuo, learning to akuo in all of our conversations. So then faith cometh by akuo, by understanding and hearing. So then faith comes by hearing and understanding the word of God. So how can I understand someone when they're talking to me? What what am I going to do to them? I'm not going to listen just for the sake of listening. I'm going to listen with the sake of understanding to Akuo, right? So in order to um, be an effective communicator, you got to have active listening. You have to Romans 10, 17, and especially with the word of God, if you want the, and this is real quick, before we move on to our next point, could it be possible? I'm just putting out a statement and I'll just let you think about it for yourself and for myself. Could it be possible 
that the word of God is not working in your life and in my life because we're not being aku'o listeners to it? Could it be possible? Because, you know, you can be in the right location Sunday after Sunday and Wednesday after Wednesday, and you can listen without the intent of understanding each time. So is the word of God really going to help build your faith if you just listen? Not, not by Romans ten seventeen. And so in order for your faith to grow, active listening will help you in your spiritual walk, but active listening will also help you in all your other relationships outside. And I'm talking to me too. So let's move on. So active listening. Then number two, what else can help us to be effective listeners? Feelings. Ooh, you just got to chill. That's a scary thing. Feelings, right? You know, especially for guys, it is, it's always kind of been a somewhat negative connotation for a guy to have feelings. Now, I'm not saying that a guy should just walk around just always carrying his feelings on his shoulders. I mean, he should have a, he should have a certain type of stoic and leadership and, and drive about him and goals of, of what he's trying to do and what he's trying to accomplish. But at the same time, the dude, the guy needs to have feelings too. And so when I think about feelings, the first person in scripture to me that comes to mind is David. David, was, and David, when you think about him too, he was a strong, I mean, he was king. I mean, David killing Philistines, like, you know, right and left. David killing Goliath. David just, you know, David was king. But David was also a man of feeling. You know, David understood himself and David understood how to communicate his feelings to God. Look at this. Look at Psalm 69. So let's let's leave out of Romans here and go to Psalm 69. And I want us to look at verses one through five. You know, when you read the Psalms and David wrote most of them, when you read it, you'll understand because David, it, like in Psalm 37, five, the Bible says to commit thy way unto the Lord. When you think of committing, you think about, OK, giving everything to that's not what that word commit means in Psalm 37, 5. This is why it's important to look up every single word as you study. So commit in the Hebrew, it means to roll over or to roll away. So notice, what am I rolling over and what am I rolling away? I'm rolling over and I'm rolling away my way to the Lord. So what is considered my way, my life? So what was David able to do? David talked to God about his life. That's what prayer and that's what communication is. Talk to God about your life. And so watch, watch how David talks about his life here. Look at verse number one of Psalm 69. Save me, O God, for the waters are coming to my soul. I sink deep in the mire. There is no standing. I'm coming to deep waters where the floods overflow me. I'm weary of my crying. My throat is dry. My eyes fall when I wait for God. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They, they would destroy me. Being my enemies wrongfully, they're, they're mighty. Then I restored that which I took not away. Oh God, thou knowest my foolishness and my sins are not hid from me. I mean, he goes on and on all throughout Psalm 69. But notice his length. You know, think about a time, and this might be you right now. Think about a time where you're going through something in your life. 
and I've, I've done this too. When you pray to God about it, aren't we like super general, you know, like if we're going through something, let's say, let's say, for example, I'm going through financial problem, right? Let's, so let, let's say that's the example. And let's say I pray to the Lord, Lord, um, you know, I'm, I'm going through financial problems right now. Things are tough. Lord, I don't know uh, what to do. I just ask that you help. Amen. Right. So I communicated, but did I really commit my way to God? Psalm 37, five, did I really roll over what was going on? So instead of being so general, why not just pour out your feeling of what you feel? God, I don't know how I'm going to pay the next bills next month. God, you know, things are, I, God, I got a family to provide for. God, my wife is looking at me. My kids are looking towards me. Lord, I don't know how I can, how I can hold this job and preach. Lord, I don't know how I can take care of my family. I don't know how I can continue to be the man that I need to be for my wife and my kids. Lord, I'm scared. Lord, I'm afraid. Lord, I don't have the funds that I need to continue to do what I need to do for my family and for you. So don't you see how different the second prayer was from the first one? So when you talk about committing and rolling your way, sometimes we do to God what we do to people. We're so afraid to express what we feel to people. We do that to God. But this is how, if, if you have problems, and I'm speaking to me too, if you have problems expressing how you feel to people, maybe the first thing you should do is the things that you're afraid to tell people pray to God about how you would want to tell people. So tell God everything. I mean, just lay it all out. So then it'll be easier as you hold more conversation. Now, I'm not saying you go around telling everybody your business, but I am saying learn to express, right? Learn to show how you feel. And David was able to do that. And so what happens is the reason why we don't express feeling is we're afraid of being rejected and so instead of being rejected, I'd rather not express at all. So we would rather, we'd rather go through life not having feelings than to express them and feel rejected. So here's an example. Um, let's say you got two friends and one of them says this, uh, hey, do you want to go, you want to go to the meeting tonight? And then the other friend says, well, do, do we have to? And then you say, well, you, you don't want to go. And then the other friend says, well, never mind. Just tell me. Just give me the time and I'll be there. So that was very general, wasn't it? I mean, you could tell the other person, you know, they, they didn't want to go or they didn't want to tell why they didn't want to go. So there was no there was no feeling and understanding in that conversation. But now let's look at let's look at the right way to talk in that conversation. Hey, um, would you like to go down to the meeting tonight? Hey, man, thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me. You know, I really appreciate you thinking about me. I just don't feel comfortable going tonight. And I have work in the morning, so I don't want to be tired for that. But I appreciate you thinking of me, and I hope I can go next time. You see how when we express feeling, you don't have to be disrespectful. You know, I mean, you decline. Both conversations, you decline going. And you didn't want to go, but you didn't have to. You didn't have to be disrespectful to that person to say, I don't want to go. You didn't have to be short with that person to say, I don't want to go. Just, I mean, just be kind and say, Hey, I just don't want to go. I appreciate it. Thank you for thinking about me. Cause that takes effort. You know, they actually thought about me to go. 
But if they don't want to go, hey, I appreciate it. Learn to express that conversation, and especially with God. Learn to talk to God as David talked to him. You know, David, here's an outline for every psalm that David wrote. David would do three things. At the beginning of the psalm, David would cry. Then after David would cry, then there would be some type of complaint. He said, look, my enemies are here. The enemies are more than the hairs of my head. I don't know what's going on. Lord, uh, my throat is dry because I'm tired of crying. You know, my bed is a bed of water. I'm tired. So David would complain. So after he would cry and he would he would complain at the end of every song, he would cry and complain. He would always gain clarity. He would always remember that God was still there. God would still take care of the enemy. God would still take care of him. So David cried, David complained, but David always gained clarity. That's an outline for almost every psalm and in the book of Psalms. It's, it's a wonderful study if you, if you love the book of Psalms to so look at how David expressed his feelings to God. So when we talk about being an effective communicator, got to learn to listen, a cool active listening. Then two, we have to learn how to uh, express feelings when it needs to be expressed. Not all the time, but learning to express it when it needs to be. Then number three, how else can we be effective communicators? Be clear. <laughs> Just be clear. But what happens in our world today, our world tells us when you want something from someone, be as vague as possible or be as short with them as possible. Hopefully they'll get the message if you're short. Hopefully they'll get the message if you don't say nothing for a while. Our world tells us to be as vague as possible in all of our relationships today. So <laughs> guys, this is insane. I mean, this is how bad it has gotten. I saw a guy yesterday. You know how sometimes, you know, when you're watching a YouTube video, like you'll have an ad and it'll have an ad to somebody else's channel. Well, it was this guy's face came up on a on a YouTube ad and he talked about advice for guys. There's been a lot of that on YouTube lately. Talking about advice for guys of what you need to do in order to get all these girls to chase you in life. And this dude, this dude literally said, you know how sometimes like at the end of a video, sometimes they'll get, they'll have like a sign off. So they'll be like, all right, I'll see you guys next week. Or, you know, I'll see you guys tomorrow or I'll see you on the flip side or whatever. Dude literally said at the end of his video, guys, remember what I said today. And by the way, stay toxic. And then the end of the video, I was like, I sat there. I was like, what? Bro literally said, hey, remember, stay toxic. I said, bro, this guy, I mean, this is this is where we are. Our world tells us to be as vague as possible in all of our relationships with everybody rather than just be clear. And so he was talking about, you know, hint around your feelings. Don't be don't be clear with them. Just just hint. Just just hint. And here's an example. Here's here's an example of not being clear. So let's say you have you have two friends as well. So let's say one friend says this, hey, man, why don't you, you know, I just really want you to stop, quit working at that insane care center. Just, you just really need to stop working there. So was he, was he clear? I mean, he just said, I, I don't want you to work at this insane care center. But notice what the clear one is. So instead of just making it kind of like vague and just saying, hey, stop working at this insane place, why not say, 
hey man or girl or whoever it is hey look I, i'm i'm worried about how much you're working at this at this place you know we miss seeing you around and I, I don't want you to be all right you know the care center right now it's it's killing you you know you have to watch you know 50 kids at one time you got to do all this you know i'm worried about your health so i just want you to to make sure you you keep yourself okay see that's that's more clear right it's the same message as the first one i mean it still says that the place is insane but i don't have to say the place is insane i say what how the insane place is affecting the person that i care about see now that's the that's the message that i want to get pointed across and so sometimes what happens is when when people are now now here's a warning <laughs> when you talk about effective communication Sometimes when people are clear with you, sometimes you're going to hear an answer that you might not like or expect. So this is where maturity comes in. So if you hear something you might not like or, or, or expect, number one, you as the, as the other party, you need to respect them for the fact that they told you rather than kind of hinting at it this whole time. Then, too, after you've respected what they said, just learn from your mistake. I mean, being mature doesn't mean you're not flawless. You know, you, you, you respect what they said. You respect their point of view. You respect and then you you learn from it. And then after you learn from it, keep doing what you're doing. You know, keep learning. If you're going to school, keep going hard at school. If you're if you're going to work, focus on work. If you're doing it, I mean, just do what you do what you're doing. So, but the thing is, we have to be, we have to be clear with people. And this is, this is the, the positive side of being clear, being clear with people, lets people focus their energy where it needs to be for them. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Being clear with people, lets people focus their energy where it needs to be for the other person. So let's go back to that toxic dude. <laughs> so being toxic keeps people wondering and that that was his whole spiel for like two minutes you always you know he was talking about all right so you know as you do this and as you're you know as you're being a little toxic you're going to have you're always going to have four options waiting for you so as the guy he said you always want the other four options wondering he said so so just be as vague as possible with all the other four options so if you want option one today just just focus all your energy on option one, give option one everything she wants, but then don't tell anything to option two, three, and four, because what if you want option four on Thursday? What if you want option two tomorrow? What if you want option three next week? So keep everything vague so then you can hop between people anytime you want to. <laughs> Literally, this is the advice that's being, that's being given out to people today. And so what happens is being toxic keeps people wondering. And so what happens is just like that guy, we end up using people when we need them or when we want them. So let's say someone like, like that toxic dude. So let's say option one for him out of the four. Let's say option one actually has legit energy that she wants to give to him. But because he keeps it wondering, then that energy that she could be focusing on other things to help her get better is focused on a dude that like halfway wants her. So that's why he said, you know, stay toxic because it works for you. But think about what about the other person? 
You see, we end up using people when we want them or when we need them. And so what we want to do when we when we're talking about being fair or when we talk about, um, you know, having this mindset of of being clear, we want to be fair with people and we want to be smart with people and we want what's best for people. So we want people to grow. We want people to be great versions of themselves. You know, you, you want people to focus their energy on what they need to focus on right now. You know, you never want to be a, a you know, you never want to be a burden to someone. You never want to be a distraction. You know, you never want to be, you never want to be any of those things. You want to help everybody and you want everybody's energy to be where it needs to be. So if my energy needs to be on work right now, that's where all the energy should be. I shouldn't have to want to steal some of that for my, for my purposes. You know what I mean? And so I think as we learn to effectively communicate, let's not be like that guy and stay toxic. <laughs> let, let's be, let's be fair and let's be smart and let's, let's communicate. And so when we talk about effective communicating, this is, and y'all, I mean, as I was studying this through scripture and through these books, like through the book, I'm only on chapter like four and I'm like, bro, I haven't been doing chapters one through three <laughs> And I'm only on chapter four. It's like 15 chapters, you know what I mean? But there's always, there's always something to work on and there's always something to improve on. And so as guys, specifically for us, kind of have goals for yourself to get better, you know, have goals for yourself to, I mean, that's part of being a guy, you know, having goals, having, having, um, having motivation, having drive, you know, have, have a drive to get to, you know, for yourself to get better and secular things such as communication, such as finance, such as all. So I'm learning investing, all those other things. You know, I'm doing all those things, you know, learn to try to get better in that aspect. But then also your faith should be number one, though. So learn to, to mature in your faith, have drive in your faith, have drive in the man that you want to be, you know, have some have some drive about you. Doesn't mean you can't feel, but, you know, you need to have some drive about you. You know, and I think that's a great lesson for the guys, too, but also for for our ladies as well, when we talk about communication, in my opinion, I feel as if at times y'all are better at communicating than we are, but just because y'all are better, and I'm not saying this from a standpoint of I know everything and because I don't, but I'm just saying everything works two ways. So it's kind of like if you have a Wi-Fi connection in your office or at your house, the Wi-Fi could have the strongest connection, but if the computer or the device or whatever doesn't want to connect to the Wi-Fi, like it's not going to work. So this, I mean, the same thing with any relationship in life. And when I talk about relationship, it's not necessarily boyfriend, girlfriend. I mean, it, it could be parental. It could be relationships at the church. It could be relationships at work. It could be with family. It could be all this other stuff. All these things, um, it's two ways. And so the problem with being an effective communicator is we want the other the other party to do everything. Does that make sense? I'm not saying that the other party shouldn't, but I'm just saying, well, we feel like they should just be doing it. So what, what about me though? What, like, how am I communicating? Am I communicating better? And I think that's a question that the guy and the girl in any situation can ask themselves. And again, I'm not just talking about a, a relationship. I'm just talking about relationships in general, because this is where many problems happen, even among the body is because everybody expects everybody else to communicate when they're not communicating because they want somebody else to do stuff. Wait, so, so you're not supposed to improve. 
So you're not supposed to communicate better. So you're not supposed to mature in your faith. So you're not supposed to, to learn how to talk to God. You know, so there's stuff everybody as individuals can learn how to do. And in my opinion, if we learn to listen to a kuo in the scripture and in life, if we learn to, uh, you know, express our feelings to God the right way and when necessary to other people. And then number three, when we learn to be clear, I believe this will help us in our relationships in the church and any of our relationships outside of the church. I think this will help us just to become better people in general. So I hope this was able to help you guys. You know, I know that there's a lot of work I have left to do. Um, so I'm learning about it. You know, I'm, I'm working at it. You know, I'm trying to put it into practice. It's not the easiest thing in the world. So it, just because we talked about this today, you know, doesn't mean, you know, I'm going to be the best at it tomorrow or the next day. You know, I'm still learning. Like I said, I'm on chapter four. I've got like 12 other chapters left to implement and learn. And then, you know, apply certain things to the scripture as well. So, I mean, I got a, I got a long way, but, you know, I'm giving the effort to learn and I hope that you guys want to do the same thing, you know, and just, you know, you just want to get better for everybody because, you know, you want people to want to be able to approach you, uh, to talk to you about the Bible, to talk to you about life, to talk to you about all these other things. So in order to be approachable, you know, you got to learn how to communicate. And so that's a great lesson for us. And I think that's a great lesson, uh, lesson through scripture that we learned from David and that we learned from the book of Romans as well. So, um, that was kind of a surprise podcast. I was just reading that throughout the week and I was like, man, I just feel like other people might need to learn this. So I, you know, I just feel like if, if I need it, you know, I feel like there's brethren and, 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 and friends of mine and, and podcasters and, and everybody that needs to improve too. So we're all in this together. Um, so that was kind of a surprise podcast. I'm so thankful I can, I was able to learn that and, and try to help. And so we will see you guys on Monday. For the next podcast, we will also get into our analytics and our shout outs on Monday. Again, thank you guys for uh, 9.3K downloads and likes. Uh, it's unbelievable. You know, I'm just thankful that you guys are, are listening and, and sharing and growing. And I've heard your guys' feedback from random people that I've just never met in my life. And it's just so grateful that we've all been able to develop this bond together through the word each week. And you know, I, I just can't wait to grow this with you guys and uh, continue to learn, study and grow and, and become the best versions of ourselves we can. So love you guys. Appreciate you guys uh, each day. Find a way to improve and uh, we'll get better. Thanks, guys.